welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. Roar. Wow, that one kind of died down. It's a versus quiet, the first one. It's a quiet roar. Did I roar last time? I think you made like more of an impression of an animal. This one was just you literally saying the word roar. It was like the it was like the written text for the deaf. Yeah, yeah. Lion, you you see a lion roar, but you see just roar. Yeah, yeah. And to them, they go, I don't know what that means anyway because yeah, I've never heard an animal. It. I subtitled it. Okay. Yeah. Well. Who's our fucking guest? Our motherfucking guest today is the very lovely and talented Natasha Legero. She's beloved. Yeah, she's great. Everyone likes her. I know. I've known her, what, tw- 10 years now? I've known her about the same amount of time, I think. Yeah. Okay. Started, I, Natasha and I sort of, I feel like started at the same time. Yeah. Hard working. She was always at every open mic. Yep. Hit the bricks. Yeah. Doing the, the, world, the worst open mics. Yep. Um... And it paid off, man. She's been on. She's incredible. She's been on what everything. She's been on she's Tonight been on, Show. Yeah. I feel like she's been on most things. A couple sitcoms. She was a judge of uh, Last Comic Standing. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, which is coming back. Which is coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Woof. Um, what are you woofing for? <laughs> I don't. Why I don't. I don't know why it's coming back. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, NBC probably just needs shows. I maybe? guess. Yep. I don't know. <coughs> More comics need to be famous. Yeah, I guess. Or something. They need uh-huh. a new. They, we need new comics. Yeah. Um, there's not enough comics, guys. So we need new ones. Right. But yeah, and there's not enough comics competing against each other. Yeah, we're a, not. We don't have a competitive enough nature. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to ramp up the hatred between us. Um. Yeah, we'll see how that fucking shit goes. Would you ever do that? No. Me neither. <laughs> End of discussion on Last Comic Standing. I um, enjoy my. I, I have no problem people doing it. I just. Yeah. I. I don't like. I don't want to compete against my friends. Yeah, it's that a little. It's that, and then also the reality show part of it. You have no control over how they're going to make you look. Oh yeah, because if you're selling yourself as a comedian, yeah, the reality show part could just be like, well, we're now going to change who you are. Yeah, we're because it's you're more saying, hey, you want to borrow myself for a little while. Yeah, yeah. That has nothing to do with Natasha at all. She is <laughs> well regarded as being hilarious. Mm-hmm. I've always, everyone I know has always thought she was funny, and she's very funny in this episode. We talk about improv versus stand up. We talk about yeah. clothes, being men, video games, uh, buying Twitter followers. Oh, that's right. We did cover that a little yeah. bit. She was a bully, apparently, when growing up. That was kind of cool to find out. A, turns out she's extreme, the worst pen pal you would ever want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty interesting to find out. We don't want to give too much away, obviously, so you got to listen to it. and yeah. Find out more about Natasha, if you don't already. Um, and before we get into it, where are we December 4th? We're at Christine? American Comedy Co. in San Diego, 8 p.m. Uh, me and Nick headlining, co-headlining. We're going to tell jokes, stand-up show. You can come see our jokes be told out of our mouths. No, we just were told. We were just, we were, whoa. We were just told. Now who has the gibberish? Yeah, now I'm got, I got the gibberishisms. Yep. Um, we were just told that uh, if you use the promo code awesome, awesome. at AmericanComedyCo.com, uh, tickets are five goddamn dollars. That's a bargain. It's a pretty a good deal. Extremely good bargain. So call in and be all, hey, awesome. And then the tickets are cheaper. Yeah. And then the laughter still is good. Yeah, not better. laughter for this for a different price. Exactly. For a better price. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you can find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, and All Things Comedy, our wonderful comedy network. Please check us out on those things. Also, check out all the other podcasts on there. They're great for the great folks. 
and let us know what you think. P- people are starting to, you know, they're tweeting at us and all that. Hey, I like the show. Hey, the yeah. sound quality is not good. You, you know, guys aren't loud it's enough. It's a mixture of, you know, it's great. Also, fix this problem because yeah. you guys don't know how to work this right. machinery, which is true. Which is not at all untrue. Um, but you know, let us know what you think of the episodes and shit. I, I like hearing that stuff. Um, and some of you guys have sent me like music and and clothing stuff. Um, Via email, which is great. Keep doing that. Contact at nickyusef.com if you want. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Here we Please go. Please enjoy Natasha Legero. Thank you very much. You tried to see. You tried to bring yourself up without involving me. It isn't fair to have you away. To try to get up a goal. Like kicking in my fucking Today system, we have baby. a fucking great guest. Natasha Legero. She's coming? <laughs> she is. Oh. Right now, her assistant's here. We're waiting. <laughs> Sandy Legero. Her, her younger sister slash assistant. I would never assistant. hire a relative to be my assistant. I Oof. like someone who I can kind of boss around. You, you got to be their boss. Because oh, then yeah, it, yeah. it gets real awkward when you're like, those underwear aren't the right size, honey. Or if oh, it's yeah. family, they're just like, I'm not coming into work today. They can also argue with you too easily. That's true. I mean, Not I don't really fear. have an assistant. I just have someone who goes to Rite Aid for me. But then I just realized on Amazon... There's just someone waiting for you to text them, like, can you go to Rite Aid? Yeah. Who is this person? I think I'd do that. I, can I just borrow this if, person? On it. Well, if I, was cl- I live really close <laughs> to Rite Aid. <laughs> but here's what I found. If I don't go to Rite Aid, I, and if I don't do my er- like the errands that are annoying... Yeah. You, you lose out on your interactions with society. Oh, yeah. And then you don't have any more jokes. You get bogged. Oh, that's true. That's absolutely true. You used to always true. tell me to do that bit about I, that. I love that joke that you had where you talked about how like you realized at noon, Nick, that like you hadn't talked it. Like, yeah, I'd done like six things. Like I went to the bank, got gas, went to the gym, all these things, and I realized like 2 p.m. I hadn't spoken to a single human yet. <laughs> I once... I le- had but every time in- I saw you for like a good year and a half, you're like, you should start doing that bit again. Well, I'm interested in that idea of like what's going to happen when technology... I once had lived in Vancouver and like had like twelve days off in a row. Yeah. And I realized on day three I hadn't spoken to anyone. <laughs> Isn't that weird? And so like I just I went to eat and I just basically like verbally molested a waiter and just made him chat with me. And then I just went to stores and bought stuff I didn't need to have. Aww. I went to a soap store. Yeah, you and, talked, like, to, talked retail to all people. the girls who worked at the soap store. Where like, was this? Vancouver. Have you ever been back? Is it too sad to go back? <laughs> Why wouldn't anyone talk to you if there was a comedy festival? No, no. I was in a hotel. I was working on a TV show, and I was living in a hotel. Oh. And I didn't have... I just started, and I, so I didn't know anybody. Right, right. So, like, day three, all I'd done is order room service and watch TV. It does seem like a depressing life. Like, you get in movies. It's not like you get to, like, be in movies in L.A. usually. It's like, you got to go to Atlanta or... Yeah. Some shit city. And in, if you don't... If you're not a person that wants to, like, go out and get wasted with the cast, which I'm not... You don't drink? Barely. He started to. He's raging now. Really going hard. He's gotten drunk like four times. I got in real. your life. And they've all been in the my last life. Two I months. think I've gotten, <laughs> I've gotten drunk maybe five times in my life. One or two of which was in the last month. One of which we did it was an episode. Yeah. Of this show. Why don't? So does this show have a theme? Like, what if we? What if people just get drunk? Has anyone? Oh, that seems Ricky to be. That. Yeah, that seems to be pretty consistent. There's no shortage of people getting drunk at this point and while doing podcast. stuff. Yeah, that's. Yeah, a lot of people have kind of. A done lot of people that. do that. Yeah. Plus, I don't drink anymore, so that would be like. Yeah, you're looking good, Nick. Thank you. What's, so you don't drink. No. You smoke cigarettes. Yeah. 
Oh, you I still, still smoke cigarettes? I still smoke some cigarettes. You wear them well. It's looking good on you. <laughs> Thank you. Do yeah. you still smoke cigarettes? Hold on. We're still on you. Do you smoke pot? Wait, we're still on me. You're yeah. our guest. <laughs> no, I'm totally sober. You're completely sober. Yeah, about a year and a half now. Year and a half. Exactly. Year and a half, a little over. That's why you look so good. Maybe. I mean, yeah, you cut out like whiskey and beer. I mean, you're going to lose a little bit of weight. And then How many I did... times a week you pump an iron? I don't ever pump. I don't ever pump iron. iron. Pump and iron. Pump and and iron. Pump and iron. Pumping iron. Are you hitting it as often as I am? I mean, are you serious as I am? Well, Kevin's a serious workout freak now. I got a trainer. Three, yeah, he, he three weeks He goes to CrossFit just to fight people. Yeah. He leaves. I, just, I go to the gym just to pick fights. That's your workout. <laughs> yeah. I'm just cru- crushing people's skulls. Yeah, that's my cardio <laughs> is, is seeing fear in others' eyes. Yeah. So you have a personal trainer. I mean, it's only been two, two times. But you're, <laughs> you've looked, honestly, I've known you 10 years. You've looked the exact same for 10 yeah, years. Yeah, you look the, exactly the same you've as never when had I met a, you like, 10 years facelift. ago. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just got a facelift every every year and a half? You That's don't know how you're supposed that. to do it. But you've never even you know some people have like a oh remember that one year so and so was overweight or so and so was really skinny or so and so you've always looked the exact same. I, the way I know that is people that when they find out I know you they're like how old is she because yeah, they yeah. can't they can't do they figure have a it phone? out because all you have to do is Google my name and it comes right up. Oh really? You used to lie about it. I did. I remember when I first met you. How old did I say I was? I can't remember, but you. You were vague, and then you gave me two different ages on two different days, and I'm like, it was my first experience. Two with different ages in two different days? Or maybe, two it different was, <laughs> maybe it was your birthday. Like, we saw days. each other. I read somewhere, because I, I met you when I first moved to Hollywood, and I think mm. I read somewhere, never, like, always tell someone a different age, so then no one can ever know how old you are. <laughs> that used to work, I'm sure, but now with I feel like at Google this point, it's, it's, it reeks of weakness. Like, my age is on my IMDb, and I just leave yeah, it. Yeah, I don't yeah. really, I mean, the only thing, the only problem, I guess, is that People won't cast me as a 23-year-old right? because I'm 39, but I do look 23. Yeah, you do. Or I can. Yeah, yeah. but also, like, I find when I go out for young stuff, it's not a look problem. It's that my eyes betray youthfulness at this point <laughs> where I'm just like, I don't, I can't even find this inside me anymore. It's dead. <laughs> well, well, but see, yeah, that's funny. I mean, I don't really, my casting isn't really youthful anyway. I feel like I've barely grown into my casting anyway. So. You pick, we I'd were, rather be like an old lady and like be like, yeah. find those parts. Yeah, you but picked like a, a demure sophisticate mm. at age like 23. You yeah, were like, you I'm going that, to be. That's like your stand up persona. Sophisticated lady. People yeah. ask me if you're really like that all the time. Which is like, come that on. Is so retarded. They're like, well, is right she now, like Cruella super DeVille. fancy all the time? <laughs> is this as casual as you dress right now? Although I did come in pretty fancy, right? I have a yeah. hat with a feather on it. Your yeah. car looked really clean. You have oh, a, I just you got had my a, car clean. You, had a, you have a hat, which yeah, I feel like wearing a hat. You're wearing the heels. Hat, you're wearing heels. If the hat goes with the dress. outfit, it's like, oh, someone put on an outfit. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. But this is standard, like, East, east Side, Los Angeles, Karen summer Kilgariff wear. Karen is like, oh, you're an outfit comp comedian. What does that even mean? <laughs> I love her. I she's love her so, great. so much. We're having her on. We got to have yeah. her on. We should have her on. We will. I love yeah, her. Yeah, she's like, she's always like, you're an outfit comedian. And I was like, oh, I guess. I mean, I, I've, always le- I've always just been inspired by clothing. But also, yeah, yeah. to be fair, every other comedian is just a, like, I look like shit comedian. The, those are the people that always make fun of your, if you dress well those are the only comedians that make fun of it the slobs oh, right. the no, ones I that are know. just like 
workout clothes and sandals. I'm going to the improv. People Let's get do mad it. at you. Like, oh, is that a tablecloth on your on your shirt? Yeah. Were you going riding? Also, that's some Are you t- a cowboy? That's some TV writer shit, too, where it's like they all have to look like a, basically a laundry bag fell on them to yeah. like, so that everyone knows they're smart and they only care about words. Yeah. It's like, right, my life right. is words, which is why I look like a fucking yard sale. It's like, you're also really smart, so buy smart clothing. Yeah, don't be an asshole. I feel so like we you- all look the same. Yeah, the three Age of us. Age is just different now. I don't think. I mean, I think if unless you're in the Midwest, like birthing out children, I think <laughs> you can, if you really take care of yourself, you can. I try ways to I, maintain and look good until you're like yeah. at least in your fifties. I mean, I'm not super. I'm, but lately, I decided like from now on, every day I'm gonna try. I'm gonna at least think about no like last minute throw on clothes. Like think about what I'm gonna wear. Because if you run what into you your enemies... you think about that Blockbuster shirt you're wearing right uh, First of all, it's dope. Yeah, that's a cool... It's a Blockbuster, blockbuster with the Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid man. man. It's by a really good graphic designer. That's some nerd shit, though. Yeah, it's but cool. it's good. It is good. It's good. Yeah. Okay, saying that's some nerd shit to me is like, Kevin, you look like Kevin today. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, you look normal. You look like you have for the last decade. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Do you think... <laughs> That because we're talking about style Hello. and looks. Ready for it <laughs> on air. Do I think that you've really come into your own, Nick? Yes, I think you've become oh, a man we're, in the past two years. We're t- we're turning I think you're this. Finally, a looker, and I think that people are going in the to last take two notice. years. What about five years well, ago? Where man, was I? At? How old are you? Can I ask you? Are you I'm 30? 31 years old. Okay, because when I met you, you were like 20. Yeah, you were very immature. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were mature, but you were just like I feel like a man. Like when he hits thirty, like he goes through a little transformation. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he becomes attractive to women. Oh, in that way, in the in the personality way. way, in every way, like they become a viable, like they join the game. Well, like I'm, I think like a man under thirty, it's like. I've just noticed this with a lot of guys. They just look better at 33, mm. 34. They like their style gets dialed in. Their yeah, personalities yeah, yeah. become. A lot of it's, I think, more. You're more. Everything's more consistent. Like you're almost like your personality is not figured done, out. but it's like you're not gonna do. You're not gonna, like tomorrow. I'm gonna become a punk. Like there's none of that <laughs> shit. Yeah. You're like, like I'm gothic now. You're like no, I'm this dude. So I. Yeah. So you stop. It becomes more consistent, which reads as stability. Right. Like my friend's dating. He's my age, and he's dating like a 23 year old, and he's just like, well, you know, she's. You know, she still wants to try improv and become a DJ. Oh, <laughs> of course. But so Why don't you become an improv 20s, DJ? <laughs> when you're in your 20s, that's kind of like what's... I was explaining that, to you. What like, you're into. You know, you're trying everything. When you're in your early 20s, it makes you exciting. Like, they're doing all yeah. these things. Yeah. If you're doing that shit at 33, it's like, he hasn't figured it out yet. I mean, do you think weird. your personality is much different than... Like, do you think you were better 10 years ago or worse? No. Oh, wor- was worse. Way worse. Because I didn't... There was so much about myself I didn't know. I was like... 21 years old it's like i didn't know there's a lot you think you know you have all these like ideals and like you're angry about stuff which i mean in my case i was you know but there was just so much shit i didn't know and i was just trying to figure out and latch on to things that i thought were important at the time and i didn't know how to like carry myself you know and like treat others i was just like a young punk kid and i look back now and there's all these like facets of my like personality that i've like either just shed off just like with age you know i've calmed down a lot i'm not like i found what i want to do with my life and you know i have like better friends and relationships with people and and oh yeah i've definitely calmed down 
That's like yeah. a big thing with age. Yeah, you like just don't freak out. out. Well, also you yeah. <laughs> you realize like when you're ambitious too, you just like you wear it all over your face oh, yeah. and your body and yeah. your actions, and like you just kind of learn how to. Also, I just think chill. you've been alive long enough to the, where you've seen a lot of behavior. So when someone does something, you're like, "Oh, I know what you're doing over there." Yeah, like I know what that is. Totally. You're like I've seen that shit before, and this is you're gonna do this, and the, and so you don't you see you're like, "Oh yeah, that you're doing that thing." Okay. Totally. I just the, the difference between I feel like between me and my twenties and me now is I just don't I just shut the fuck up. It's like you learn how to just pick your battles. Well, also you just, you're like, not just there's like no reason to say shit most of the time. Oh yeah, Mo- a lot of that is just like reacting to a situation, and being like, "Well, what's gonna happen?" It's like just don't do anything, and it all kind of figures itself out in a way. And and then it's easier to figure out what to do if you're not like wigging out super hard and like overreacting. You just take a minute and be like, "Well, then let's do this," and then you just do it. Yeah, I don't know, but I when you and I were we were over here with Al working on something, and when you said to me, "Now you're like, you guys are both men," I was in a, still in a weird way surprised to be lumped into that. I was like, "Am I a man?" And like you're it like felt in your thirties. Yeah, I know, but it, there's a ton of fucking babies in their thirties around oh, here. Yeah. I mean, I tons, a bunch of sweatpants, video games. I mean, like that, especially here in Los Angeles, there's tons of people in their 30s that are. Or like 38 and afraid to get a dog. Yeah, like, oh, like I mean, too much seems like a lot of responsibility. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it feels weird to be people when people say that to me still. Those what are the were people, our parents I've, doing, though? Like, my dad was so immature. He's still immature. Really? I mean, at my age, like, my at, dad. At your age, had four kids. Whoa! But that's like most people started having babies at twenty three. No, when I was Back, when my dad yeah. was my age, I was six. So like he was taking me to first grade. He was like a school teacher. Like his he was an adult having Pe- an yeah. adult life. People weren't precious about how they were raising their children either. It was just kind of it was like, just something you did, and then you yeah. well you could depend on a lot more stuff, so you didn't have to worry as much. You're like you sending them to a public school, you weren't like oh my god, am I ruining their life? Whereas now people are so freaked out about that stuff. Totally. Whereas then, you know, you send them to the school over there. We go to that church. We eat at yeah. this restaurant. It they was didn't all... worry about the day-to-day. Like, are they going to get bullied? Is there going to be a shooting? Yeah. Are they going to, like, learn the wrong things about? I just, I just did this thing for this charity. It was a lot of work, actually. But I had to do a Shakespeare scene with these kids. And I thought it was going to be all, like, inner-city kids. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, a mix. And, like, so it was, like, an actor. So there was ten scenes. So I was one of ten actors who did right. a scene with kids. But you could just tell the kids who were like from good families and the ones who were like the ones yeah. from good families were like they enunciated, they had yeah. their lines memorized, they seemed to have more stage presence. Yeah. Because this woman next to me is like, oh, his dad created this show and his dad, Ugh. you know, created Mad Men. Oh, and, the, and then you see like the kids from the inner city and like a lot of them. Or These kids just, never seen Mad Men. That one doesn't own a television. No, yeah. but they, they're not, they, they don't, they're not as like present a lot of them. I mean, is it just like sad. a lack of discipline? Just because I don't know. I just think like maybe, rich kids have it better. They, they have totally, more yeah. access. They're just not as they're not. They're a, around intel. They're around not intelligent, but they're around people who are probably like reading and you know when you're from a poor family, which I am. No one's reading in your house. I was. Everyone's trying, like in survival. You're like trying to just get dinner made. Yeah, and also yeah. when you like, I was explaining to my therapist. Like I spent most of a ton of my childhood just by myself. Because like both of my parents worked, mm. and so you just went home and you turn on. You were just alone, like a lot of the time. So there was no one like engaging with you or saying like, "Let's talk." You know, it was just less. There's just less of everything. Yeah. yeah. So like these kids, they just don't know how to interact because they don't have as much experience. It's not a, like an issue of like they don't lack the ability. They just haven't done it a lot. Whereas like a kid who comes from a 
upper middle class or upper class family, they're so inundated with activities and shit. By the time they're six, seven years old, they've just done ten times <coughs> as much stuff. Yeah, they've been in all these right. plays and yeah. all these sports. They play the violin. Yeah, they like all this They're more socialized. Yeah, maybe that's what yeah. it is. I don't know. Well, yeah, if you're going to a better school with more extracurricular yeah. stuff, and if your parents are just working their ass off to try to feed you. Yeah. Once they've done that, they're just they're they're going to sleep. They're just like, I right. wish there's no money for anything else. I would love to have you in a play, but we're yeah. not doing that. But yeah. but then again, I feel like a lot of my friends and a lot of the most creative people I know were raised like that. So it's not like it's a bad way to raise a kid. Because like, yeah. I mean, remember that thing someone told me about Mitzi, like that Mitzi Shore, who owns a comedy store, that she said about Polly that she would. Did you hear about this? Mm-mm. Like that she would put him in a drawer to sleep, mm-hmm. and when they were in Vegas, and she just put him in the drawer and she's like I wanted him to grow up funny and she I like purposely she goes, tortured him she goes I didn't I didn't come when he cried yeah I mean but it may I mean there is a little I mean we're all creative made him a comedian we're all creative people and like I don't I mean something yeah, about yeah the jury's still I, out on whether that worked though <laughs> <laughs> Mitzi's little plan there no but I mean you know when you give your I kids wish, too much love I don't think that's good either I wish there was another comedian that had slept in a drawer we could use <laughs> I know <laughs> could someone find out if Louie ever slept in a drawer Louis yeah <laughs> maybe Maria Bamford slept in a drawer no but yeah. I just I really feel like the best comedian, I'd say, I'd say a large percentage of the time, eighty percent of the time, the best comedians did not get enough love. From you have one to have parent. something. I mean, Michael Jordan didn't get picked for his high school basketball team. He still like he and he would kept talking about it. Like after the fact, you're like, you're Michael Jordan. He's like, and fucking pick me. It's like you have to have a little bit of an axe to grind. Like I'll show everybody. Yeah, there's something. You just have that. to have a competitive at like streak with yourself. You seek out the things Poor you weren't, you didn't have a lot of. So if you had a ton of approval, you're just like, yeah, life's awesome. I think that like notion that all the best comics come from like broken homes or whatever you know like Richard Pryor was raised in a strip club and you know as much as like you didn't get enough love and attention because I feel like it's almost a glitch that makes you want to get it from because I don't think a really well-adjusted person would want to get up on stage night after night and humiliate themselves which is what you have to do at the beginning of stand-up maybe they would I don't know I mean I actually do know people who got a lot of love from their family my, I feel yes, like my, for some people, my I think it's just fucking they, nice to me. I mean, they were divorced, but I don't. They were never. I feel like I got enough. Seems I don't like know. they weren't around much, though. Well, that, yeah, like just some divorce shit. The like, well-adjusted yeah. ones who want to be funny just end up doing like sketch, improv. Yeah, they're improv. Because the, re- the yeah, the because they're funny. The I real attention thought, ones. Are, I always thought I was viewed as well-adjusted amongst our group of comedian friends. Kevin, maybe you should be yeah. an improviser. I, I, they're so their attitudes are so good every time I was explaining this to someone I'll be at commercial auditions sometimes there'll be a ton of guys in my category that are like improvisers and they all know each other and occasionally like a few times I've been sitting there while they start to like trash stand-ups not so much like they're less funny but just like nah I'm not one of these like bitter I mean, I think it, the bottom line is it comes down to improvisers say yes and stand-ups say no. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Our viewpoint is what's like, wrong with this situation. Yeah, imagine Bill Burr, like, before a show, like, having, like, a fun energy circle game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to audition space for... Zip, zap, zow. <laughs> but you see, like, cool improvisers, and they're like, zip, zap, zow. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they're not, like, nerds. They're, like, no. your friends. But they're that's super just, good at they're it. They're just that's... supportive people. I had to audition for a sketch show once, and I was... I was only there because a friend of mine it was his show and i was kind of standing around and looking and i saw two and there was like a hip-hop sketch show so it was going to be primarily black actors 
And I was like, all right, if I'm the only white guy, I stand a decent chance. But then I looked over, and there were three white guys doing like an improv warm-up. And I was like, oh, I don't stand a chance in yeah. hell. If you guys are just improving for fun. Yeah, there's a way to prepare, oh, apparently. I love it. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh, I didn't even realize they did that, and that they like got it going. I just don't ever want to pose for the zany pictures that they take as improv groups. <laughs> I know. Where everyone's doing some weird the names. I don't ever yeah. want to say, do you want to come play with us? You could argue that yeah. stand-up has terms like that. Like, I'm going to go work out. Like, you know get what a I workout heard? set. Yeah, right. People are like, oh, work it. <laughs> yeah, work out. Are you gonna, is the mic stand heavy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's admit it. It's cooler. <laughs> it is cooler. I, you know what I noticed that I, with the younger comics now, they don't call open mics open mics. They, they call, call them mics. mics. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Okay, I'm not the only one then. I haven't been going uh, up. Dude, they're like, yeah, I did five mics this week, and I want to be like, listen. They say mics? They call yeah. them mics. Okay, I'm Across not the only the board. one then. Across the board, wait, they wait, call that. Wait, wait, but they're like, so like a show like Tiger Lily that's booked. Is that a mic? No, that's no. not a mic. That's a show. That's, that's a, a book that's show. That's a show. <laughs> a mic, a mic a is like show. a legit open mic like Westwood Bruco or where you, you want to come do up. my mic? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to hit some mics. I Who think decided to, to drop I don't open? Know idea. It makes I them don't sound know. better. It makes it really them sound does. better. They sound way cooler. <laughs> and that's my problem with it. I want to be like, guys. When I heard that, I was like, how You're did you You were in a coffee shop and there was a hat with names in it. You did an open mic, my friend. Yeah. Like, you didn't go. You didn't go. There was just, a, if there was a hat with names in it. <laughs> That's the thing. I was like, guys, we're 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 spinning this a little on the positive side by calling them mics. Like, yeah, I did six mics yeah. last week. It's like, no, you did six open mics, which I'm not. That's a part of a very important part of the process. When but, I started comedy, were you guys like this? Because I I hung out with like some very disciplined people, and I had a book, and I would force myself like five times a week, and I would record it. I'm sure you guys were like that too. And like, I never I would, recorded, but I, yeah. I mean, I'm not recorded. I would record it in this book. And then like oh. each month I was like, okay, I need to be getting up like 35 to 40 times. Like yeah, I was yeah. just very disciplined about it. And I, I like, do you think people are still, I think with yeah. stand up, you just, I think have it's to actually like gotten that. way more like that. Well, especially with the, the influx of New York people coming here where they're used to doing tons of spots. And with the Louie thing, the constantly coming up with new material that we're now all required to do. Oh, I Comedy ran into Aziz the like other night. Popular He's, again. Yeah, it's you really know, there's popular. more shows, there's yeah. more open mics, there's more people That's wanting the thing, to do it. That's the thing; these open mics aren't nearly as shitty, so now they're cool mics. I ran into Aziz the other night, and he's got his his one hour special hasn't aired yet. Yeah, and he has a new hour yeah. that he's been working on but for yeah. eight months. Aziz's work ethic is crazy. So he already has crazy. a new hour. That he's doing, and the other one, the other hour hasn't even aired yet. Yeah. I mean, Neil had an hour before his half hour aired. It's just that's the new shit. I but I I I don't I don't know if everybody works like I don't work. Well, there's, like that. I mean, when people use people like that as an example, those guys have way more access to a lot more stage time. Yeah. What are you talking about? Can you can do... get up every night. I don't think it's about. No, I have well, I mean, access to all the stage time I want. And getting up not every helping me have an extra hour. <laughs> getting up every night. I can night. call up anybody tonight and get up at any club. Yeah, but how much time are you going to do? 10, 15 minutes. These I'm, guys can. I could go do 45 minutes in like, uh, you know, Montecito or something. That doesn't sound but like good. Every, every, like or five Anaheim. Or five or nights a week, every week. Santa Barbara. I'm just saying that's not going to help me come up with inspired material, just the actual stage time. Right. That's like saying money helps you come up with material. I well, mean, does a lot of these dudes we're talking about, though, have the, you know, they have a real incentive. Like Aziz on a tour is going to make a fucking fortune. Yeah. So that it's, the quicker he comes up with that hour, the sooner that fortune shows up. 
I mean, like, I, I sit down and write all the time, and I get a pretty good amount of stage time, but there is, if you're not doing, like, if you're headlining on the road three weeks out of the month, you're doing hour-long sets five or six nights a week. You can work out way more material. I don't material. want to work out on the, on the road. When I'm on the road getting paid good money to, like, do five shows, that's not where I feel like trying out new stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you do give you? them the show. I like to I mean, give them the could... show, and I like to, like... Really I'm not saying like it. half the show, but maybe I, I, five. It might not be a good place to try out new material. And also sometimes when you have like an idea for a new joke, you're not sure mm-hmm. which way it's going to go. I only let allow myself to like do one new thing. But I get paid a lot. So maybe that's why. Oh, OK. You never fit in like three, three, three to five minutes of new material per show. Okay, three minutes. But out of an that's hour it. show, I mean, that's not really a way to like get new material. I don't know. You don't think so? Wow. How long are your bits? varies you have like three to five minute bits i feel mean like. i am so over stand-up right now that when i go up on stage <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. when i'm booked on a show she just finished saying i make a lot of money doing stand-up no, I'm, I'm over this comment. I but i but i'm i was just saying that to try to right. you know show you up but you don't have to do, do a lot to show town, us up I'm like, yeah i don't think you need to do that I, when, when you've I, been beating us for at least a decade oh stop oh it. yeah that's not true Oh, Natasha. Wait, Nick, what's your work ethic? How do you write? Because I do feel like you're someone who's always writing. Are you I, in the morning getting up and just hitting the paper? Not in the morning, but like at some point during the day. I'm every in, day. Every day, unless I can't help it. If I'm busy running around town or whatever, um, I sit down for a couple of hours and either write something new or go over something existing um, or just rewrite stuff or whatever. You sit down for an hour. A couple. I like with to a, do with a, a paper and a pad. I used to only do paper and pen because I never owned a computer growing up at all until I was like And I also think 20, freehand writing free connected to your brain is different than typing. I think for me, ideas come out better when I'm, when I'm writing freehand because it's slower. There's just more of a connection with the words to me. I don't know what it is. but And then I eventually got a computer. I started doing both. And then I started doing just mostly writing on a computer which is better when you're editing down stuff. You mm-hmm. can come up... If you're doing one-liner type shit or tweets or whatever, you can write way faster. But I don't like it as much when I'm like flushing out an idea for something. Do you write on a computer with a yeah, pen and paper? Yeah, I don't know why, but I find I do better on the computer. Because okay. you can edit and redo it. Really I can also... Easily. There's something about... I find that most of when I come up with something usable is because I'm looking at the words and I see them more clearly when they're on the computer. Mm. The word, seeing the words trigger, but the way I think is so super visual mm-hmm. that it's a, for my the way my brain works is all about like looking at stuff. So I, I there's something about being able to see them more clearly that triggers more stuff in my head. Interesting. Yeah, I also got used to memorizing things on a page written out. Like, I could see them in the paragraphs, and it would make it way easier for me to commit. Like, I could write a bit first first time around, like, three or four times over and over on, on paper. And by the time I've, I've, I'm done with the third time, I'll know it in my head. And so memorization became way easier that way, where it's not as easy on a computer. I feel like Twitter's most of my, like... Where I, where I kind of work. I mean, that's what I do every single day. I'm missing the part. I'm tweeting my jokes out, but I'm missing the part where then I go back in and then to try be, to cull them and then use them on stage. Honestly, though, I mean, I rarely get a legit joke out of a tweet. It's just different. It's Twitter's totally a different. It's a very clear format. Yeah. It's a very specific format. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten five jokes out of Twitter, like legitimate bits that I can actually do, and I've 
tweeted what, it doesn't 7, play in it, times? any of our styles either. <laughs> yeah, I, we're not yeah. that kind. We're of, not one-liner comics. Yeah, right. You know, right. but I mean, that doesn't mean you can't have a funny line. No, that's true. Yeah, and you can, like he's saying, you can take a like a, a tweet and kind of expand on it and make it like a whole bit. Right, but, but what I do is I used to do that, and that's what I would do in the morning. I'd take an idea yeah, and then go right on it. But now I just mm. take that idea, tweet it in its most simple form, and then Forget it exists. go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> right. that's, I've forgotten. Someone was like, oh, that one joke you put on Twitter, and I couldn't remember it on any level. They're like, no, you said this. I was like, dude, yeah. I'm sorry. But have you noticed the best comedians don't really do good tweets? Yeah. Like I, Louis C.K. or Bill Burr. They're too busy like, they're writing hours. Todd yeah. Berry's pretty funny on Twitter. Yeah, he is. But, you know, yeah, he just... I also don't... Well, I don't think they see the... the it's not as important to them on any level. Like, why would it be? Right. Yeah, because they sign up, they have 50,000 followers automatically, and they're like, whatever, Twitter's something. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. You know you <laughs> can buy Twitter followers oh, yeah. for not a lot of money at no, it's all. it's super cheap. Yeah. Like, comedians have been buying them, but now I'm like, well, what's the point of even getting your own? Is that that thing Mandy's doing? <laughs> yeah, Joe Mandy's buying... It's trying oh, to get yeah. to a million. a million bots. <laughs> but he's, he's at least saying he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how much it is? It's not even expensive. It's like a thousand bucks for like a million followers. No, it's... Well, but small... Like, I think it's like 30... Like, 20 or 30,000 is like a hundred yeah it's like not a lot of money if you buy it's basically become business card printing if you buy twitter <laughs> followers you're a complete asshole Why? well that's un- i mean because it doesn't it doesn't trick anybody when jeremy yes, it does no it tricks clubs and, and, and people who want to give you sponsorships no like if- no comics are getting road work because they have one hundred and fifty thousand fake followers how do you know there's a way because they figured out a, twitter's figured out, and companies have figured out a way to figure out which followers are actual people and which are fake and they, a lot of those those bots after a week or whatever they twitter takes them down they're they're yeah, constantly they shutting let's and see how many followers joe has right now here's the best way he's so specific though the best way to figure out if people's followers are reels is when you go to their like fave star <laughs> or whatever and look at their tweets. See how how their top tweets are doing. Yeah. If they if if no, they don't have no, it has to do with you being on TV and you do an up. Ep- like when I did the roast, I got like fifteen thousand new followers. Well, yeah, but know. people know who you are. I'm talking about like random comics where you're like, who's this jackass who lives yeah, in I'll fucking get a Missouri? New follower, and I'm like, why does this person have a hundred thousand followers? Yeah. Right, but I'm not talking about. I'm saying it could help someone who's at my level. You know, people don't know. Then all of a sudden, if I have half a million, or oh, that's a million, yeah, maybe that's a little different. But I mean, like, I'm just saying, I have not bought them yet. <laughs> yeah, but for like the young but young comics, do you want to buy if, some? If, if people are who are at the same level of me are as me are buying them, then I'm gonna buy them. Do you want to buy some and then come back next week and we can talk about how your career changed? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I actually don't want to buy any. It seems like a waste of money. It seems sad. It, it really is. You're not fool if you're qu- questioning. Whether or not you should do it, you're not going to fucking fool anyone. Who is, I, who's a follower? Who's someone on Twitter that goes that gets an email that says, "Well, you've been bought. Someone paid one one hundredth of a cent, so you go follow Natasha Leggero right now." And they're like, "Okay, like how, who are those people? They're just they're all fake. fake. They're all fake." You and okay. When it first started, it. my friend told me Jeremy Piven like wanted a million followers, and it cost him like a hundred grand. If you suspect someone has like fake really? followers, yeah. you go to their profile, click on their followers, and look at the first ten or fifteen. They're all going to be like some name with following following however many people, and one or two tweets or no tweets. Yeah. When you see en- enough of those, you're like, these are all fake. Yeah. And then you look at their popular tweets, and if none of them have hundreds or thousands of retweets or favorites. They're not reaching anywhere. Yeah, if you for like real. go to 
Chelsea Peretti's Twitter, like her jokes get tons of retweets yeah, yeah. and faves. It's because all her followers are real people. Yeah. Oh, you see how many retweets people are getting. Yeah. If their tweets yeah. aren't getting That's shit, it's because those followers, followers are not are. human. They're not active users. Right. Buy a million and see what yeah, happens. Yeah, buy a million. See what happens. For $100,000? No, no, no. no you no, can no, get no, a million no. now for not even that much. That may be too big of a jump, though. We were like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> It'd be so funny for you to go. What do you have? You have a lot, though. Uh, like 200,000. <laughs> Is that a lot? Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a good that's amount. Tons. I mean, it's all relative, I suppose. I'm trying to find Joe Mandy on here. My phone's not loaded. But you got a, how many did you get from the rose? 15,000? That's a yeah, lot. That, that was a lot. That was a big boost. That's a huge jump. You were well received on the rest. Well, maybe that's why I got so many new followers. How nervous were you? You'd never done a roast. I was pretty nervous. Were you nervous it about getting roasted? Pretty nerve-wracking situation. I kind of thought, are you Cub Cub? Yeah. Sorry, I just want to put the password in. Will you put it in? For yeah. Me? <laughs> I want to see how many followers Joe has now, if they've taken him. So were you nervous about getting roasted? I was roasted? nervous. Um, I mean, I was like, what are they going to roast me for? They're just going to call me a whore. Do they call you a whore? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's just like... Basically, you know, standard fare, like women are whore and men are race, rapists. Right. Right? Isn't that kind of like what the... Something like that. People were pitching me like the darkest jokes. I'm like, wait, so that's like because he's going to rape me? <laughs> you know, like each time like, you're like, oh, Why does every joke of me getting, like end up getting killed? So, this isn't nice. <laughs> yeah, like it's like pretty intense, like the kind of things. And then like just the most racist things and the things they were pitching me for like to say to Sarah... Okay, so hold on. Joe Mandy has six hundred fifty-one thousand. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. He's also very good at it. I mean, yeah, to be fair, good. that dude has a very unique thing he does, and he does it very well. He just tweeted, "Lil Kim is the Joan Rivers of hip hop." That's <laughs> completely true. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. But then my he, favorite tweet he did lately, he goes, he goes, why? Uh, he what did he say? Um, quote. Make it look like the inside of a cheesecake factory, unquote, every NBA player to his interior <laughs> designer. That's, uh, by the way, again, absolutely true. Yeah. Make it look like the inside of a cheesecake <laughs> That's totally factory. true. That's absolutely true. Yeah, he's very good on the so Twitter. So he has 600,000. That's like, you know, pretty crazy. Yeah. But he's trying to get bots he's, right now. That's yeah, his he's, thing. he's telling everyone that he's buying bots. But, and you know, once you have them. that many followers, you can straight up start getting sponsorships. I think a lot That's of like but at this point, a lot of that stuff like is is falling apart because like yeah. there are people. No ver- figure it out. There's a dude I follow on Twitter that has fifteen hundred followers and he's verified. Right. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. what the fuck is that about? People aren't people aren't able to figure anything out. By the way, I you know I have this talk show, Tubbin with Tosh. Yeah, you do. It is on Jash, mm-hmm. and yes. Diageo is our was supposed is that to be a our sponsor. No, Diageo oh. is like an alcohol company, and mm-hmm. they have like you know Patron, Red or Patron, uh, Kettle One, Guinness, right? Every tequila, so they're Bailey's, yeah. Jose Cuervo. It's like every. It's like so the, they're doing fairly okay. The largest alcohol people, like they're based yeah. in England, and yeah. they saw the episodes, and they're like, "But you know, can, does she have to talk about drinking in the episodes?" I'm like, "It's because there's the sponsors, and they're alcohol sponsors, but they don't want 
my show to talk about drinking. You're like, guys, how your products f- just killed well, 600 people. It's like, that's how like fucked up it is right now. They're like, well... An you know, alcohol sponsor doesn't want you to talk about drinking? it's not a commercial. It's just a sponsorship. Yeah, they're like, you know, Chelsea Handler says she was drunk at her mom's funeral. Like, we can't say that. You know, it's just like... And they're like, just less talk about drinking. But the point is, is like, nobody gets it. Yeah. It's like... It makes no sense. People want to give you money... For these sponsorships to like pay for your projects, but then it's like yeah. everyone's so afraid of like what people in the Midwest are thinking. God, I hope I never. I, I just don't care what uncool people think about me. <laughs> I also think That's they like define uncool. They define always cool. overestimate that people are thinking about this stuff. It's like people don't have time for this. They don't shit. give a shit. They'll cool watch whatever's on. Open minded. It's like always changing yeah and it's subversive and it challenges whatever the norm is just and say it's kevin christie you don't have to list just say the crap. occasionally awesome podcast yeah you don't have to list all you can <laughs> just say it's us it's able to cull like what is better than mm. what is not like you know taste it has to have kind of some taste yeah, I think you have to fucking. I it's almost there's this. I think there's this, like a certain level of humility to being cool, where you're like, there's cool shit out there that I don't know about, and like, I can't have this like static point of view on everything. Yeah, like, yeah, because very like, quickly you'll become the guy with the outdated philosophy. You don't want to be everything. angry record right. store guy. <laughs> yeah, no one cares about that dude anymore. I just remember being excited about the Strokes when they came out, and a guy, this guy, they were good though, man. Yeah, they were, and a guy just gave me so much shit about. He's like, dude, just ripping off Lou Reed, and then I remember talking to a, 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 a director, and he was like, yeah, okay, he goes, I was a kid when that stuff was coming out, like Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground. He goes, there were good songs, but the albums as a whole were not consistent at all because mm-hmm. they were all on heroin. So like yes, the strokes. They had a few minutes of inspiration. Yeah, the strokes sounded like Lou Reed and, and Velvet Underground, but they also had a an album you can listen to all the way through. Yeah, and it was fucking good, and they were cool as shit. They were cool, and they were rich. Well, it's easier to do <laughs> that after rich. you after you take the influence and you go, how can I make this better? Yeah. That's that's easier to do than to be the original. Like Lenny Bruce is a great example of like he wasn't hilarious all the way through, but he was original. No one had done that before him. Yeah, and he was in another case where he was on heroin a lot of the time. He wasn't that funny. He was funny, but he it was more he was groundbreaking. Heroin man, and that's way harder than to take like what the original did and then just improve on it. Should we start taking... What would happen to our jokes if we took heroin? I, I mean, Mitch Hedberg was the funniest. I think yeah. we'd get way more interesting and conceptual for a while, and then we'd probably But die. are you only interesting whilst talking about heroin? No, you don't talk about it. I mean, I think you how many do times it, did Mitch Hedberg talk about heroin? If I'm doing heroin, heroin, I'm never going to shut up about doing heroin. <laughs> yeah. I bought would, syringes today. Like, I'm not going to gloss over yeah. that. Like, what, you ran some errands. I bought fucking yeah. syringes today for my heroin habit. How fun would it be if we knew the world was ending, though? Like, in, like, six oh, months? Oh, I'd do so much heroin. So, but we could all, like, form a pact of, like, let's see what happens to our art. Like, instead of just, like, laying around and yeah. doing heroin, like, you could start <laughs> yeah. doing it and then, perf- like, get go- take an Uber to your show. Right. Are we assuming there'd be lots of shows to do if the world was ending in a week? Yeah. Well, only we knew. Okay. Oh, only we knew. <laughs> yeah, I only mean, we knew the world was. Don't ending. you want like that's where I'm at? I want something to happen. I wanted. I want. I don't know if. I mean, drugs are an easy way out, but I want something to happen to like re-inspire me in a new way. Like, you want so you want the world to end? That like, would it needs help. to be that big of an. No, external... I mean, I'm just saying that is okay. one example. 
Okay. But, Look, just so do you feel like you're in a creative just... rut right now? Well, I just, I, I want, you know, the things that I used to make fun of, like for me, the targets are changing. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to make fun of like the the workers at like Target or, yeah. you know, people, because it's the corporations really who are the enemies now. I, yeah. I mean, and maybe I just figured it out, you know, like at mm-hmm. first I would be really mad at homeless people because yeah. I was yeah. like living in like squalor and I was right. really mad at like my poor neighbors and, you know, the person who waited on me at Rite Aid. And like, so I would have all these things that I would hate. And then it's like, as you get more mature or more self-actualized or just maybe more money, you just start to like... <laughs> Want to, you know, you start to see different things in the world. And then yeah. you have to, like, because you really do have to be angry, I think, to be a comedian. A little. And then when you start, like, things start really working out and you get happy in your personal life, mm. I find it to be, like, pretty challenging. It is. I think it definitely gets harder because you're just less angsty. I'm not a political. I don't really. I think p- politics is just silly most of the time. Yeah, it seems sort of dumb. Yeah, it's like, it's like I mean, sports. I could see people getting mad about that. It's literally sports. It is like sports. Degree. But yeah. the, you have your, is it, people have like their sports. teams. Yeah. I mean, do you guys know any comedians who like are super happy? What do they talk about? I don't know any of those people. I, w- I don't know a single comedian that would be I would describe as super happy. Jeremiah Watkins seems really happy. You know who seems happy? Yeah. Um, what's his name? The black guy, tall, skinny... Gerard. Gerard. He seems really Gerard happy. Gerard seems real happy. Yeah, he's But also, Gerard came face. from some seriously bad shit. He did? He, where he, he told he me where like he grew up in Baltimore, the house next to him got shot up like 30 times. Wait, Baltimore? I thought he grew up in North Carolina or something. I think it was part of the time in Baltimore. Are you talking? You think you're thinking of The Wire? No, I've never seen <laughs> The Wire. <laughs> I've, no, I've never seen The Wire. I'm, I feel bad. What the fuck? I don't think you're allowed to live in Silver Lake. Or yeah, Los Feliz right? or Echo Park or downtown. Not having to leave LA. The Wire is one of the most is one of the things I'm most ashamed of. <laughs> For sure. Well, when people try to get me to watch other shit, I always go, I haven't watched The Wire yet. And they're like, Oh, oh, well then you and have then to watch And then they apologize. The I'm sorry I brought that up. Yeah. Please watch The Wire. Wherever Gerard lived, he you know, there was lots of you know, lots of death around him. Yeah. So I think, you know, he sees that he has a really good perspective on life and what actually is important. Mm. So maybe that's why she's like, this is all great. It's hard to tell who's, you know, it's hard to tell who's really happy. So a lot of people seem happy, but then, you know, a lot of people just put on that public face. I mean, I think as no matter how great things go for me, if, if they went, kept getting better, I still think there'd be a part of me that was just sort of like dark and sad. Yeah. See, but I, don't I think that if, goes away. I don't think of you as dark and sad at all. Like when it, I don't think of that. I don't think of you as a sad, dark, bitter, angsty person at all. Oh yeah. I think of you as being pretty fun. You love to laugh. You like to laugh at people a lot. You're not like one of those comics that doesn't think anything's funny. And you're ambitious. I definitely you're like career like, driven. Used to make fun of people all the time, though. I mean that that's where that comes from. Is right. Like I used to, you know, before I really like thought about how, how my words would. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get caught shitting on people a lot? Oh, I didn't even know you shouldn't say things in front of people. <laughs> I would just say whatever. To what age? 23. Oh, that's funny. Were <laughs> you just Maybe like, you're like, oh, I can't mock that person <laughs> to his face? Oh, no I idea. I always thought they would just like it or think it was funny or something. Yeah. I mean, I just wasn't thinking. I wasn't very, I was not introspective until I was like in my 20s. Huh. Wow. Which is weird because some, some kids are like, you know, kids, as, uh, kids are, sen- you're probably a sensitive kid, right, Kevin? Yeah, I was just so afraid of everything that I just like quietly thought to myself all the time. I was not sensitive. I was. Were you mean to people? Yeah. Oh wow. I was so mean. 
I had a pen pal once, and like I remember she sent me this letter saying like how great it was to have an American pen pal. She was in Ireland, and she was talking about how like they didn't have like electricity. And I wrote her a letter and just told her what a loser she was that she didn't have electricity. Oh my god! But it was because my mom grounded me, so I was like. I didn't know, so I, I would take it out on someone. Yeah, so I would just take it out on the pen pal, and what? I think I mailed it. Was that she the must last? She loved thing? getting like a letter from America, like her pen pal letter comes, and I'm just telling her like she's a dork. Did and a she loser. ever send you another letter after no. that? No. Oh, bummer. Well, that's good for her. It would have been worse if she was like, "I'm sorry you feel that way. What can I do to change?" Like that would have been a real sucky. But I had an unhappy childhood, so I was just transferring it. Yeah. On to- that's what you realize as you get old. You're like, oh, a. I didn't stand a chance, and also neither did anyone. And, and the people who raised you and you feel like maybe didn't do the best job, they were fucked too. Everyone, I, mean, everyone, I wouldn't be able to raise a kid. I would. I'm sure I would make so many mistakes. Uh, yeah, everyone's sort of broken-ish. They're just kind of doing their best. Do you want to have kids at some point? I mean, I'd like to start an empire. Okay. <laughs> but kids are. I mean, who was explaining that to me? Like, you know, they're around. Like the first three or four years seems like it would just suck. See, yeah. no, I think that's got, the like, best period. When they're shitting and sucking Fuck on your them. But they love the you don't love get the and sleep. the joy. And yeah, the, no sleep. Yeah. I see when people seem to laugh, my friends of mine with kids, that first like four years seems to be, while it is like super sleep defri- deprived and they're shitting everywhere. I need nine hours of sleep. Yeah, but there's tons of like laughter and the, the, uh, those people are always laughing at their kids because their kids are always doing this weird little get kid dog, bizarre hilarious then. shit. Dogs are hilarious, but yeah, once they have these, sh- then yeah. they develop these shitty and you can little. Tell them to shut up and yeah. strangle them and throw them. When yeah. those kids like start to think they're smart, it's just like shut your fucking mouth. Oh my friend, then who they're has awful. Kids, I went on vacation with them and she was like, I was like, oh, New York is gross, and she's like, don't say that in front of my kids. I want them to think of New York as a vibrant city. But it's not. It's gross. Yeah. I know. Or oh, like, so you're lying to your children. But like everyone's lives. just awesome. like so scared. Like I'm sure I would just say the most inappropriate things around my child. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that would be kind of the fun of it is just raising like this intelligent little. And then thing. they'd start writing pen pal letters to people in Ireland. I mean, calling them losers. The cycle. I blindfolded repeats. a bus driver once, and she had to pull over with all the kids. You must have been impossible <laughs> when you were a kid. I remember. I thought it'd be so funny to like. Take like I took some kind of shirt or something and just came around to the blind, to the to the bus dri- the driver and we would have been friends. She had to pull over school. on the shoulder of the road, and and then I started screaming out the window that the bus driver was kidnapping us. <laughs> we would have either hated each so other. Obnoxious. We would have hated each other growing up in school. Or we would have been really good friends. <laughs> We'd be like, hey, you're taking my attention from Did doing you do all that this. Too? I was the worst kid ever. You were like a problem child. I was a total problem child. You were. Oh, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. But either we would have been friends and been like, yeah, let's be a team. I wouldn't have Or we would have been like, you. hey, fuck you. Because <laughs> you're taking my attention. Like, I only wanted to be friends with like, you know, certain people. I'd like watch who? that. Cool, my that would cool be a, a cool movie like my Bonnie, cute. like Kid Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm really, like Dennis the Menace and his like no, girl sidekick who all they do is just wreak fucking havoc. Were you popular in school growing up? Yeah, I would think you were popular. No, I wasn't. I was. I went to like a very integrated school, so it was like mostly Vietnamese and black people. So then I had it was like a public school. So then I had my three cool, my two cool friends. So we were like our own little clique, yeah. and we hung out like in Chicago with people like five years older than us every weekend. Oh wow! So we weren't really like part of the like. I didn't go to prom, or I didn't, would never go really? to homecoming, or I just thought school was like super stupid. lame. Yeah, I didn't do any yeah. of that. Did you go to prom? Yeah, I went to prom. I didn't go to it any of that. It seems so sad to me. It like, is really dumb and sad. And I it's went to like, a, 
It's yeah. all just a way for like some weird prom company to make money. A prom company? Well, yeah, all that shit that you have you have to buy all this shit. Oh, to it's go like a to wedding. Prom. Yeah. There's all this stuff that you feel like you should do and buy, like tuck I feel like prom was invented by Gary's tuck shop. <laughs> right. I mean, Why are you doing that? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like you have to rent clothes for no fucking reason. Limousines. There's pictures, oh, limousines. Yeah. You go like see spend like what eighteen year old has six hundred spare dollars laying around. Some kids get oh, yeah, fucking hotel rooms. It's the it's the like high school equivalent of like child beauty pageants where it's like this matters. This is important. You like I haven't I don't I haven't thought about my prom ever. I thought prom when I was a kid I thought they were for millionaires. I can't <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck do where do you even find the limousine? Yeah, I can't remember anything about it except that, that when I went, there was a thing you did afterwards called after prom and it was like was it called wasn't it called something prom else? plus no like where you sleep like it was like a sleep. yeah you stayed overnight and there was like you know the the sumo wrestling suits i remember there was stand-up comics no they hired way. two comics oh. but they were like comic magicians oh. and i wish that's to, a low that i don't think oh, i've played man. anything that low i that's wish to prom? god that's the last gig you do before suicide it wasn't even a prom <laughs> they were prom mag- magicians they probably went on at no Ooh. shit like one in the morning in a high in a junior high school gym it was rosemont oh no and I remember well, you were from LA, so that that makes yeah. sense. There'd be some comedians. I remember watching them. Thirty bucks. They were really <laughs> funny to me, and I at one point yelled out, "You rule!" Like, because I was like, "This is fucking awesome!" Because it was stand-up comedy. I'd never seen it live. So and that I was, was like, your first inspiration, I guess. I mean, I was like, "Holy shit, these guys are crushing!" And I wow. thought it was so awesome. But like, that is a nightmare gig. Where if I if someone offered me that gig, I may fire my agents and be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You piece of shit!" That that gig doesn't come from an agent. Yeah, I don't know. That kid comes from a Craigslist. A clown. <laughs> that comes from you actively looking for a job. Right, right. There was no internet. This is 19, a- like... Well, now it would come from Craigslist. Yeah. Back then, where the hell... Yeah, where would that I come from? I wish I could figure out who they were and, like, take them out to lunch and be like, listen, guys, I just want to apologize for that happening. That when, did I, they, when did pagers start? Is that the 70s? I had a pager when I was... I never had 20? one. Everyone I Ari used knew. to have a pager. I loved having a pager. You had to pull over and go to a payphone to Wait, call but, your but commercial could agent. Did you see who it was paging you? Yeah, their yeah, number. Yeah. The, oh, the that's page cool. would be their But it number. wouldn't be their name, right? Like you'd have to you like memorize. No, there were no letters. It would just you have to a memorize name. people's phone numbers. That was yeah. back when, yeah, you had a, a Rolodex in your head of people's phone I numbers. I got one for because I was started doing commercials, so I had a pager and I would get a page. I'd have to pull over, find a payphone, call my commercial agent, they'd tell me where I had to go. But like you wouldn't give your mom your pager number, right? So you wouldn't I be like remember. driving down the street and then all of a sudden you got to like your mom yeah. would just call and leave a message I on think, your home. I mean, all, all my friends, their pagers were like usually given to them by their parents. It's yeah. like, uh, when I page you, you come home. You know that kind of shit. There were all those codes: seven one one eight one one nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are all these pager codes for there like booty call ones. Let's hang out. I love you. Yeah, yeah. let's hook. Oh, boom. right, because I feel like so many people are meeting people from Facebook now. Right and, and oh, yeah. electronically Tinder. and through the internet, yeah, like that's like a main way people meet. And I don't even think it's got a stigma attached to it anymore. Not I wouldn't do it just because there's people that openly. When I'm doing crowd work sometimes, but you guys dating? How'd you meet? They're o- openly in front of a room full of people. We met on Match.com. Yeah, they but just I don't, don't care. That's what I mean. And they're decent looking. No, they don't look like gargoyle people. Anymore. I think that's like a really reasonable place. To, where else are you going to meet? Yeah, it's someone? like, and also I have a computer. A I can afford the internet. Yeah, it's something. It's going to a bar it's to so meet. It's so easy to meet someone on the internet. You're on the internet all day. Why don't you also like get some like you know sh- hook hooking up? Get your I mean, you literally. Left. It's like you can order. 
Yeah, it's almost as easy because there's like hookup sites. Like I didn't Tinder. feel embarrassed about being on Tinder at all. You can literally go online, You're be on like, Tinder? yeah, look for film and order and pizza. See on Tinder, get a girl over here. I realized I only click yes on someone if I have a Facebook friend in common. I'm like, oh, you're not a psychopath. You know that person. I don't know if that really proves that they're not a psycho. Yeah, there's it's just some something people that add everybody. It's something. It, it's a little something where it's just because I clicked on I clicked yes on someone recently, and it was obvious they were like a hooker immediately because they were like, "Hey, what's up? I'm horny. I need a guy who can make me squirt." And I was like, "This is a lot. You're <laughs> yeah. giving me a lot right now. Yeah. I'm going to block on you." Tinder. Yeah, I think so there's. That's not like people looking for like husbands and wives. From no. what I understand, this is what women tell me that every guy on Tinder is just looking to fuck immediately. And so, like, I was talking to a guy. He said he said he literally clicks yes on every girl's picture that comes up. Like, so he just clicks yes a million times a day. So every female on Tinder he's willing well, to the- meet. And that's because every girl, a girl told him, she's like, if I click yes on a guy's picture, it immediately gives me a match because guys just click yes on every girl. So, like, they're both on there for the same. Men and women are on that site for the same reason. To hook up with people, but I want to find a wife. are going to be more selective. That's just the way they are. I want to find the only man I want to find a. I want to find a wife on Tinder. I want to find a wife. Where did you and mommy meet? We met on Tinder. I want to find the mother of my children. Is that really what you want to find on Tinder? Yeah, of course not. Yeah, I just want to find that in general. Why isn't there like a cool site? What's the coolest dating site? I don't think that exists. I don't even know if there well, is didn't one. Didn't the Onion have one for a while where you could meet like oh, there people was, who worked there was in the one industry? For, was there was true. one yeah. for creative people. I don't remember what it was called, yeah. but it was like for people in the industry and art people. I don't. What was it called? Is it though? LinkedIn? See, I would have to do that because I, I can't date someone who's not artistic. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, Daniel. I mean, I find myself just looking for horn rim glasses on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely, it's about, like, it's their outfits. Yeah. I was sitting and doing it, and someone was watching, like, why are you clicking no on her? I was like, look what she's fucking wearing. Yeah. You want a girl who can dress herself. Yeah, if, it, if, yeah, you're, you if there's a picture. You don't want looks like they just got out of, like, Des Moines, Iowa. If any of your like, pictures are you what looks like a Vegas pool, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah, this was taken at rehab, and you're holding, a, like, a large pink drink, and you like, Grow up. Yeah. I just say Vegas to me is kind of a deal breaker. Oh, for sure. Like, Whoever lived there voluntarily. If you go yeah. there for fun at this point, you just need to. Yeah, I, I would never. You're allowed go to, to go when maybe when you turn 21. Yeah. Maybe if a friend's getting married, engagement, whatever. But if you go regularly, That's or we're going to Vegas okay. again, you have your favorite you spots. <laughs> Fuck you. If you go to Vegas and you mean it, that means once you get there, you say Vegas, baby, and you're being sincere. Uh, no, no, that is not acceptable. I have to say, though, when I do perform there, I get very um, inspired because there's so yeah. that's another thing I find out. That's why when your life becomes better and you, you know, you're not like struggling like you the were pe- when you first started. What happens is you're like for me, I'm inspired when I'm surrounded by things I hate. Yeah, right. And I think a lot of comics are probably like that. Like the more terrible everything around me. I've never is, left an airport without a bit. That's what I mean. So it's like you kind of have to like force yourself into these situations. That's why I like yeah. to write in public. I don't like me when too. Kevin used to make fun of me for going to coffee shops where he's like, you can be one of these douchebags where they're, they're no, writing a screenplay. Whenever, I'm like, you don't control your environment. So I get to, yeah, people walk by. Whenever I tried to, because whenever I tried to do that, all my bits were just rants about hating humanity. I know. Right, 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 I know. Yeah. I should just do it too, though. It was just like, people are so fucking stupid. You ever be sitting and you see all these stupid people, like mine were unusable bits. But you know what? That was like a whole movement with Hemingway and then the beat generation like you know Tolstoy. writing 
in coffee shops. Like that was like a thing they did on purpose. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it's a, it's a, but I feel like coffee shops then were filled with more interesting people. Now I just see guys that are dressed identically to me. Yeah. It's all just dudes writing screenplays, sometimes out loud with each other going over ideas. It's become so much of a thing. You kind of, you're, 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 you're not getting a varied group of people. But here's the problem. Like when I first started, I would get so incensed by these people and I'm like, if you can't afford an office. <laughs> but, like I would get so mad and now I'm just like, oh, these poor people, like they don't have an office. Like why would I make fun Not of Not even that, but just like they need to write somewhere else. Like a lot of people I know who write in public, it's because like they've been in their office way too long and nothing's happening. So they're like, I need to go outside. Or you live in a shitty, like you don't have a room in your place. I have a roommate. There's nowhere for me to sit at home and it gives me the sense that I'm reporting to an office. And like right. you know, for a few hours to like. If get I can't think of going. art ideas, I just go to a museum, and right. just really? I leave. Yeah, if I leave, I leave, or, or I buy art supplies, or I go to a bookstore, and I leave. Just like I just was around a lot of stuff, and I'll see like the, a tiny thing, and I'm like, oh, that it'll trigger several things. Well, that's sometimes what I do when I'm trying to write a script. If I can't think of what happens next, like I'll watch a movie that comes to my mind that's maybe got a character that's similar or yeah. that takes place in the city that I'm working. There's like, no art that's created in a vacuum. Even if I just watch it for vacuum. like 20 minutes or something just to like try to like get my mind on something. There's like three artists in history that came up with something actually original. Every No art's created in a vacuum. It just isn't. It literally just isn't. It's, it's all just lines like overlapping. It's things in your brain overlapping. So that's what like... I, t- I used to substitute teach at the art school I went to. Nerd. And I would... <laughs> nerd or learned professor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You decide. That's what um, I meant. But I would tell, like... I'd be like, look, everyone... I go, you guys are all stealing from people. Just steal from lots of people at one time. And then it's like you're, you're, you're combining so many things. You d- it's not obvious who you're stealing from. But no one comes up with ideas... It's so rare to come up with an independently new idea. Even when you think you do... It's someone else has, has done it. I made this. I worked on this painting once for like four months, and a guy had done the exact same idea, but as a sculpture. And so I just had to throw the painting away. I was super bummed because it was as I was doing it. I was like, "This is the greatest thing you've ever made." Right now, everyone loves Banksy. Ugh, you know what? Right he ripping off. You literally doing know, that residency. What, what I was in New going York. to promote at the end of this episode was a, don't like go, get get over Banksy, everyone. If you like art, great. Look. I'm not saying Banksy's not good, but like, who's uh, who else, guys? You can't just be into Banksy. Well, he's got right. a good name. He's got a one name. One he's funny. His, he's he is funny. funny. Some of like, the stuff is legit funny. It's, it's subversive. It's sort of. It doesn't. He, isn't he like defiling buildings? Kind no. Of? no, he's actually making. He's actually he's slapping something on permission. them that makes them into a tourist like attraction, right. yeah. and that can easily be taken off. He's when I like, was in acting school at Stella Adler Conservatory, mm-hmm. they would always say. Because I would learn under... Uh, Stella Adler was dead, but her, her protege taught me who's dead now. So I feel like I kind of got it from like one person down. Yeah. But she was like, your talent is in your choice. And she would always say that. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? But I think it has to do with what you're saying. Like, obviously you're going to steal, but what are you going to steal from? What's the... It's like I, always, the, I would always tell them like, thing? your first idea throw out immediately because that's the one everyone thinks of. Yeah. It's like, that's your choice. You know, like, joke where writing, am I going to look? It's... Take the, you, you come up with the three examples and they always like take the fourth or fifth. Yeah, because it's like the first ones are easy. Yeah, it's what are you going to do? You're going to choose to do the easy way? There's like, I play nerds all the time. 
So there's a really obvious way for me to do it that's super usable and it'll be fine. But like, is there another way? Is there something? If I think about it longer. But also when I think about it, I'm like, okay, I'm casting a nerd. Oh, let's let's cast Kevin Christie. We would just want you to do your thing. Yeah. I don't want you to be like. But also my thing, my I wouldn't go in there. Yeah, I'd do something weird. But also there's lots of things to do within my thing that are totally usable that I can do without being lazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a matter of... That's, to me, it's like the first reference I always think of in a bit is sexual. Every time. The first analogy is always sexual. And it's like, well, that's the obvious one. And it's the cheap one. It'll get a laugh just because it's sexual. But if you have an act that's all sexual, it gets... You're ruining the... You're ruining its, like, weight. If you're always making sex jokes, like, they lose their effectiveness because there's too many of them. Mm -hmm. Too much texture equals no texture, guys. Have you ever seen... I like that. Have you seen another comedian doing a similar thing to what you're doing? Like fur coats, gloves. Have you? No. But I'm asking, have you? Do people no. tell you, oh, this person's... Your thing is unique, man. I mean, I just like clothes. Did you, did you feel like that was a conscious decision where you were like, I'm going to do this thing? Or were you just kind of doing it? You're like, these gloves are dope. I'm going to wear them, see what happens. I, well, when I, first, my, when I first got on stage, I was like, I'm going to wear an outfit. Like, I had this whole outfit plan, but now, then I got scared to wear it. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> people might... They might put me in too much like it was like this really cute red dress from the 60s but it kind of looked like a flight attendant also outfit. you're and new I was like, and i was new so i was like okay i don't want people but i would always dress like that like i used to wear brownie uniforms yeah and like you crazy always had dresses. style yeah. but i was afraid i wanted to just be a little more you once subdued at the comedy my, store I, I had gotten a shirt and you were like oh barney's nice like you you could tell <laughs> the shirt was barney's because the bottom button the way it's cut was sideways it's perpendicular to the rest yeah. and you're like nice shirt barney's and i was like yeah <laughs> Someone must. I must have known someone else had that shirt because I don't like cull through Barney's. I think you just knew that they do that thing with the button. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it wasn't. I just, you know, what it happened? Like three or four years into stand up, I was like, a friend told me he's like, maybe if you like got really dressed up, you could like be meaner, and then That's people wouldn't wouldn't really take uh, yeah. you. Like you wouldn't just be some like Silver Lake girl. You know, talk, the, complaining about shit. Your character makes like, it easier for you to be mean. Yeah. It's the ventriloquist trick where, like, the dummy says the racist, crazy stuff. Yeah. And then they never blame Wait, the I guy. I don't know if I want to be telling everyone my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's, it's definitely, like, I like the idea of becoming, like, a, the, the best version of yourself on stage. Or, like, yeah. your evil twin. Steve Martin or said that shit. Or a first rate version of yourself. Steve Martin yeah. said always dress better than the audience. They're there to see you or something. Yeah, no, and if you dress like the audience, you become one of them. Like, I don't, I have yeah, really no like, interest in, like... old school entertainer shit where well, you're, like, dress like, up for the show. I you're the like show. alternative crowds want that. They like to go see someone they think they would be if they were a comedian. Right. No, I, I see that. Where but it's I like, mean, in my head, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> you just have the to lights be are on me, motherfucker. Like, if you're not someone who dresses up and you're a woman, I don't think you should dress up on stage. Yeah, that's true. If you it's know? fake, yeah. it's you fake. You can tell when it's forced, where it's like, oh, that chick never wears heels. She's like yeah. walking around all clunky. Yeah, like, I remember I was at like some woman stand up would have a show where, like, you had to wear a dress and you have to wear, you have to dress up. Yeah. It's like, why should everybody dress up? That's. Yeah too that's much that's just thing. the same yeah yeah it's just stupid. do whatever the best version is of what you're trying to do yeah i just realized re- in, amplify if, now that i'm older idea. i just don't want to look like shit it's not cute when you're older it's like what so you're you can't buy regular like i was putting on like old sneakers like why do you still have these i mean i think we all know like 45 year old stand-ups who wear sweat sweatshirts like they're like their suit jackets yeah like no and no it man. don't look good yeah <laughs> does it no yeah no one's saying wear suits and shit but 
dress. But it doesn't age well. Like the look sweatshirt like look at 45 minutes. No, no, no. Is If not you want to look stylish uh, over 40, it has to be sartorialist. It can't be. You have to start earlier, It can't though. be like dirty. Unless you're like a famous poet, which you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I realized. Poets don't really get born until like yeah, they're 50. Anyway. I, was, I, I realized I'm about three years away from tucking in my shirt all the time. That's good. Yeah. Just as like, I'm a fucking adult, like man. Like a button down? Yeah. Dude, I do that shit now. Yeah. You you button down I tu- I'll tuck it in where like, uh, I have a cool belt and you put on a jacket. It looks fucking great. Just yeah. I'm talking just casual button down shirt on any given day. Like yeah. that shit's tucked in. Because I'm a grown adult. Yeah, dude. Like I'm not on my way to the skate park. Maybe I am. But, <laughs> when, when it's like, but I have clothes in the car to change into. <laughs> but like, yeah. You go to skate parks? That's cute. But I'm a grown up. Like I don't want. I'm. I don't want to like look like a like a, a dirt. That's bag. his Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> going to a skate park. That's I his. I keep Las that Vegas. shit quiet, man. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like you should look like the whatever the best version of yourself is. Like I'm not gonna get. I'm not. I don't want to smoke pot and play video games, and I don't want you to think that I want to. Like that's not <laughs> what I want you. I don't want to. That's my worst fear. Is someone looks at me and goes, "I oh, see so you doing the new what grand thing." No, I'm not. Not that I'm not like shitting on that, but that's not what I'm about. I don't want to meet someone who wants to do that with me. That's like my fear. Like, hey, let's play video games. Like, no. I, a, I don't know how. And that's not how... You don't know how to play video games? No. Oh. It like, really is a turn off. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It just sounds like a waste of time. Yeah. I can't do it because I'll get so hooked. I used to play a lot when I was a kid. I, would, I lived in arcades. I mean, I don't care about sports as much either where I'm like, I'm not... I don't feel this making me smarter. I just yeah, want to get watch sm- men exercise. I just want to get smarter as I get. That's all I can be like. I just want to get smarter and and be less close to death. Like I want to be that, and I don't feel like that stuff's going to make me smarter necessarily. The only the, yeah, the only way I think sports are useful is that they can just be like. I like a common experience. Yeah, camaraderie. That's like, cool. Well, I'll go hang out with my buddy. They're like, hey, a few of us are going to a bar. We're going to have some I drinks. I enjoy a little civic go. pride as much as anybody. Super Bowl parties I are hate, fucking fun. I hate team spirit. <laughs> you hate team spirit. It's all individuality. Yeah. I'm not into it. You're not into it? No. Yeah. I'm not a patriot. What about... No. Oh, okay, that like was my next team. question. City pride, state pride. Oh, I have a lot of city pride. I mean, actually, I do. I, well, actually, I love California. Good, you should. It's a fucking awesome California is a sh- fucking yeah, awesome man. state. I'm, are you guys both from here? Yeah. yeah. We're both from the same the same I town. Mean, we went to the same oh, schools. Really? Yeah. Did you remember each other from high school? Never, Never knew each other. I mean, California, I mean, from like Palm Springs to Santa Barbara to, to San Francisco to Big Sur. It's a free space, That's, man. You know what? The last time I was in Palm Springs, I swear to God, I thought of this. I was, I was driving through there. I was like, this is where Natasha Legero is going to retire. <laughs> <laughs> no, by the ocean, darling. Oh, by the ocean? Santa Barbara, probably. But I mean, but I do have a summer like home. No, no, no. You're, you know what? You'll Don't be fooled home. by Santa Barbara. Why? It's beautiful, but... Cold? The, no, it's not that it's cold, but that like main drag, Market Street or whatever, it's, that's like, it's just drunk. It's a super drunk like sports bar vibe. Yeah, it's you, like a college town. You're Carmel. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, big. You're Carmel. You're Monterey. Ooh, That's well, where you yeah, belong. Carmel is yeah. good. What's I'm, they have that big like fancy Carmel's car rally a, you're race? You're also Ojai a little bit. But Carmel's little a valley. I see you. I see you cutting ribbons in your old age. Like they have you there, and you're like, gentlemen, start your engines. And everyone's <laughs> like, isn't she and then the you best? Have one of the cigarette holders, along with the cigarette. You're going to be breaking bottles over yachts. You know what I mean? That like you christen nice. things. Oh, I'd love to christen something. <laughs> That's to me your deal. Santa Barbara, or unless you're where Oprah lives, which is that other town like right next to it. 
I don't Ma- because of the M. It's Ma- not Mon. I thought Montecito. Is it Montecito? It's um, maybe no. Or is Montecito in the one in San Francisco? Montecito's by San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, it is. I thought Ojai was Oprah a little town. Lives in a place. Ojai's a little farther. Oh. Ojai's close. Ojai's yeah. only like an hour and a half. Yeah. Ojai and Carmel are valleys, though. I'm not I like into San the Luis energy Obispo. of the valley. No valleys. I like. I like being no, but on Carmel's, the coast. No, but Carmel. No, Carmel is on the coast. Carmel's on. It's Carmel yeah, on Carmel the coast. Carmel by the sea is what they call it. I Carmel know, by the sea. but it's still a valley. But I mean, they have. There's a fancy people there. It's, it's nice. so Clint Eastwood was the mayor. It's I've oh, cool you guys that? I've been there. I mean, I just I went to it. Big Sur first, so then Carmel just seemed like this like the low rent terrible version. place. Big Sur, Big Sur is like magical elf land. It's all yeah. It's like super beautiful hippie land where you go to a retreat and don't talk for ten days. Yeah, the silent the silent I retreat. I fucking love it there. That's where you but go also, get I'm not. Free. I don't know if I could retire there. Yeah, it's tough. You're far away. I, find out where, I, I would think I want to live where Oprah lives. I love her Instagram. She's just like Instagrams her like having a, a, a breakfast like with zebras in Africa, <laughs> yeah. like just out in a safari. That's her life, That's man. She doesn't need to apologize for it. She won. She beat it. the world. Don't pretend like you didn't. Did you see the butler? No. She's yet. good. I feel bad enough about being white. I know. Yeah, some of those movies I'm just like, I don't have, I don't want to be depressed. Who is it? Neil was telling me, I forget who told him this, but like, it was a it was a, a black guy and said if if white people like a movie about race it didn't do its job <laughs> like <laughs> unless feel you like, shit. like you shouldn't feel as you leave you shouldn't be like yeah that was you know what I learned a lot you should be like God give us a break we didn't do anything my parents didn't know us like uh-huh. it's it shouldn't you know I know yeah if it's effective you should feel terrible but Oprah was good of course she was I didn't think she would be I don't know if she does bad things. There aren't really bad black actors that... I mean, there's so few parts for black performers. You have to be a murderer to get the jobs. Oprah... I mean, Oprah's first job in Color of Purple, she got nominated for a damn Academy Award. Did she win? No, yeah, I think she just she got did. nominated. I mean, it's... you. There's so... And the competition for parts that they will give to black actors is so much higher that every every actor, let alone an actress, black actresses are all murderers, 100% of them. Like, they just show up and crush. Right, you're right. Because they're competing for t- so many fewer jobs. You're right. So they have to beat, you're beating out murderers. That's what Chris Rock said. He said, I, I know that when, when black actors are allowed to be as bad or average as your average white actors are. Not there's tons of great white actors, but there's tons of ones that are just okay, that are still fucking famous as hell. We're like, yeah, he's pretty good. It's like, pretty good and he's famous? That doesn't seem to be enough. It's like that guy, you know that actor Michael Ely? Who? Exactly. He's really good. He's gorgeous. Like he's, he's black. He's black. He's in unbelievable shape. Sky blue eyes. Like this dude should be super famous, but he just like is on TV shows. He's in movies, but like for his talent level and as in shape as he was, I mean, you got like he's Ryan. He's Ryan Gosling, basically. Super talented, but like they still they still won't give black actors especially black male actors as much of a chance just because they think white people won't go see it which i just don't buy i think the next james bond should be black for sure yeah the for sure the wire yeah idris elba or yeah he's the guy on luther idea. yeah the he next batman be, should be omar from the wire the I next pope should be black yeah, yeah. The, he almost was 
The last it'd we be should very have a close. black president. We should. <laughs> God, that'd be so great. That'd be great. Once Obama's out of office, <laughs> let's get a black president in there. I mean, if Omar <laughs> from The Wire was the next Batman, also the president, it would be the dopest. <laughs> oh yeah. They and I haven't even Cineo seen bat. The Wire. I'm gauging my opinion based on photos I've seen of him. Oh, yeah. It's it's such a great show. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find out one day. Um, let's talk about... Um, let's get into what we want to recommend to our listeners okay. this week. Tasha, you want to go first? Or recommend? I mean, that's different than plugging. But we're going to do, do we're going to plug out. We're going to plug your thing anyways. Oh, you want yeah. me to recommend something? We do it at the end of the episodes when we have guests. We just ask them to like bring... Um, Something in that they want. With people. Nick, it's always some dumb hipster shit like a French press. Why didn't you place. tell me that before? We did. Vampire Weekend. When did you tell me that? When you arrived, but, I said it to you. Yeah, before, I thought that you were we talking started. about a plug. I, that's why I said you could do your e cigarette because you like it. Um, <laughs> She's literally looking around the room. Okay. Uh, I like that you looked around. So like, could, like, is it like a movie that I it like? It could be anything. If you're yeah. like, you know what? More people should read this book, more people should like this band. If you guys don't know about blank, you should, and then talk about why you like it. Okay. I want people to just push. I, okay, Banksy's in New York right now doing a lot of stuff. Although by the yeah. time his airs, he'll be done. Yeah. And I think he's super funny. The the like, I think he's very good. The like, the phone booth he did that melted was really rad. Oh, like yeah, he yeah. bent a phone booth in half. That was really great. Yeah. Just go. Just take a step past Banksy, and please stop asking me about him. People like I love him. He's mm-hmm. great. But like, who's next? Look up Barry McGee. Look up Espo. There's lots of... If you love street art, I'm not saying you shouldn't. There's lots of really good street artists out there that you should know also besides Banksy. And don't talk to me about buying one of his prints. Please stop it. He's great. But like, there's so many great artists out there that do tons of interesting shit. Os Gemios, huge Brazilian street artist. He does murals the sides of buildings. Neck face, if you want. Lots of people. But like, if you neck like neck face, that's a guy. Neck face. He does really. He's street art. He's that's funny. Really he does cool skate name. design. I'd like to promote my thing. Okay. I'd like to promote Picasso. Okay. <laughs> um, totally. I like him. Uh, he's one of the best artists of our. Invented a thing. Of actually modern art. He conquered um, regular figurative painting by the time he was 14, so he had to invent a new kind. And now, him and Brock, yeah. now they both kind of came on to Cubism together, is that correct? They both lifted Cubism from Cezanne. No. Because Cezanne was painting in a manner that was relatively Cubist, but he was painting landscapes, but a lot of that they think Cezanne had terrible eyesight. So did Monet. Oh, that's why. Yeah, a lot of it. You just, well, you know. pointillism is a totally different thing. But yeah, yeah maybe he did that. But they were they were balls, super fans of him. And they kind of came onto the same thing at the same time. Picasso was just way better at it. And just faster and more creative. Brock was better good. Better than Brock? Yeah, Brock got stuck there. But did they get like jealous of each other? No, they were think? friends, but Picasso always quietly shit on Brock. Oh, Brock like, got would, stuck in Cuba. They had like, yeah, they, they had like, they kind of knew, they were friends. And they kind of hung out and they trade paintings and stuff. Like people would come to Picasso's studio and be like, oh, that one's okay. He's like, oh, it's Brock. Uh, <laughs> Brock sounds like a high school quarterback. Barach. He's really good. Yeah, he is. But George he, Brock? Whereas like... So that's a better way. I, I mean, like that for, now Picasso it like blew it out super hard. I don't know of a better modern painting than Guernica. That thing is a fucking... Which one is that? It's it's a it's black white and gray it's a battle scene okay. it's huge it's a huge mural and that thing that thing's like i could that to me is more exciting than watching a, a car race like he picasso went for it super hard 
and just was always trying right to do something Right now our NASCAR new. fans are very upset. I love that that statement. Well, look, get into Guernica. There should be a NASCAR, there should be a NASCAR with Guernica on it. People's minds would explode. Uh, yeah, so I'd yeah. like to plug Picasso. Yeah. And you know what, and guys? And also eastbound so and down. My guys, boy. start with a mouse pad. Just get a Picasso mouse pad. <laughs> Let that be your intro. Or a cell phone case. He's great. That's the thing. These guys get kind of bastardized by the how their work is everywhere. So you're like, yeah, that guy had the scream. I've seen the scream. But like, these dudes were fucking on some major shit. Georgia O'Keeffe, like there were so many people doing so much interesting shit. They get downgraded by how famous they were. But you have to go back and realize they were, that they were doing some stuff for reals. Oh, I, wish I, could, I wish I could do what Picasso did in my in your stand-up. Do you, do you draw, oh, in your stand-up, okay. Create a new... Create a new form of stand-up. Creating a new form and then perfecting it. Yeah, he read, that's literally what he did. But he's also that guy's not even to say one in a million. He's one in a billion. Picasso. Yeah. Are you looking up Picasso right now? No, I, no, I, no. I have a feeling Nick's never looked at a Picasso. I'm, no, I totally have. <laughs> I'm just in not, a doctor's office. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really into <laughs> art. I really am not. We're gonna do. We're gonna do an, an episode on that. You gotta get into art. Art inspires you and inspires a thinking. Art I mean, saves I'm in, lives. I'm into like it types of. Doesn't. <laughs> I'm into types of art, just not like dr- paintings, draw that kind of. Like the, I don't know a lot. There's I stuff forget. I see where I go, that's great. It's inspiring. I think it's amazing. Like I'm you impressed. Like Charlene Yee. She does. She's an artist. <laughs> she does like elevator art. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, when Banksy first came on the scene, I thought it was incredible. I thought it was so cool. It was. It intrigued me. And I thought it was cool just based on the fact that it intrigued me because I'm always so bored by, you know, like, like oh, look at these murals. Look at this guy's work. I've been to museums. I've been to art galleries. I'm just like, it doesn't do it for me. What are you promoting today? I was just actually looking that up. Um, I was going to, okay, there's a band called The Head and the Heart. Uh, what kind of music do you listen to? Um, there's two kinds of music, good and bad. I like the good kind. Very. That's... <laughs> Perfect. Can you give us examples? Of yeah, what's both? good? I've heard the Head and the Heart. I think they're good. Okay. I, no, I. That's like more dance music, right? Oh no, they're like a folk rock band. Oh, you know, from I Seattle. just saw them at uh, Bumbershoot, the Seattle. Okay, yeah. I saw them. There. They were probably there. But I think I only saw like one. Are you gonna play something? No, I'm. I'm looking up the. The name of their new album. If I went to their concert. With my shirt tucked in, would I be amongst several other white guys that look just like me with their shirts tucked in? Several, uh, probably ninety percent. Are they going to make room. me want to buy suspenders? I think so. Yeah. You're going to want to probably learn how to play like uh, I have a banjo. banjo. In the other room. <laughs> Remember, you used to be really into Tool. Tool's still the great. We had talked about this a couple we episodes almost, ago. We can't talk about Tool on the podcast because we inadvertently talk about it all the time. But I have a banjo in the other room, and I wanted to take lessons. I just didn't. They're still the best band ever to me. All right, uh, but I don't. I don't like listen to them as much. Let's and, hear this you know. head and the heart. Um, well, I can't play it. We don't have like a. Oh, I'll play it off my. Now. But that's exactly why I'm promoting this on, dude, right now. So you go download it, Natasha. Well, how do I know Steal I want to spend three minutes downloading it if I don't like how it sounds? Steal I don't it. remember. You Steal can stream it, it on like Spotify. It. Um, okay. That's a rough sentence. It's called Let's Be Still. That's the Is name there of the a album. way for us to, to live with technology without ever saying it out loud? 
Because that's it's the saying stuff that it's like not the doing. It's when I hear people saying it out loud. Did the like, Onion article? It was that the headline was "Mom almost correctly uses the word streaming." Uh, <laughs> almost correctly. And then they show the sentence she said it in, and she's like, "Is Netflix streaming that?" Like she was like almost right. The problem is we're 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 too old for those words. They're like yeah. they're for young people. These words. Uh, when we were streaming, talking about upload, Twitter, we're not too old for those words. When we were talking about Twitter, I the, felt if we bad. weren't, they would sound weird to us i felt bad just hearing the words come out of our mouths like tweet and followers there's kids that regularly say yolo and shit like that and they don't they're not embarrassed by it those are just like that's just a trendy that's just thing slang. Though, like when, when it's like yeah no spotify it i'm like because it's it's product it's like saying what's the it, best is when like an old man corporation's like get our app yeah, yeah yeah well every when i'm in the supermarket and i'm paying they're like follow us on twitter i'm like i'm not following gelson's on twitter or yeah. courtyard marriott or <laughs> yeah, whatever like, you're thinking yeah. or a mattress what the fuck's company burger king gonna tell me on twitter oh i miss burger king a lot fuck that shit Come man you don't need that out. garbage in your body <sighs> i was shooting a thing last night next to an in and out and they kept lying to me in and out you need in I your had. body you need i could have gone in and out 10 times we're like oh no i don't think you're gonna have time between shots i'm like you know you're wrong and I'm I know out. you're wrong. That's a real California staple. I buy the t-shirt. I wear it because I There's love it. There's an academy. In-N-Out Academy. Have you seen it? What do no. they teach? I think they teach you how to work there or something. Or they teach what? you how to be in corporate probably. I've never had a bad experience at In-N-Out ever. Me neither. Ever. Me neither. Not once. I'm going to go. You know, I just decided I'm going there today. I'm going to buy. it now. Do you want to go get it? <laughs> I got a tennis lesson. Oh, why? Is that for you real? You want to play tennis? I'm really good. You are? I had a letter. I was a varsity tennis player in high school. I mean, we're going yeah, to play he's right great. now. I'm not going to play right now. Who's this? I'm There's some comedian who's a pro tennis player. Not Kirk Fox. Dan uh, something. Not Dan. Michael Costa. Michael no, Costa. No, it's Dan. He was. De- how many Devani, pro tennis Devania? players are turning into comedians? Dan Devani. Devania? I don't know. I don't Never know. heard of him. I haven't met him yet, but apparently he's he's teaching me in like 10 minutes. I got to oh, go. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Tennis is a great game. Uh, I love it. Game. I love knocking balls around. <laughs> Stream you Let There did. Be Still. No, you didn't. <laughs> Stream you Let There Be Still. Let's end this episode. What's Stream great about tennis the Head and the Heart hit album, Let There Be Still. And download a Picasso. <laughs> and download a Picasso. Yeah. Spotify a Picasso. Download a Picasso. <laughs> print that shit out. Frame it. At least, and while you're looking at it, you're a screensaver. Here's the thing, guys. You're going to want to be at a 300 DPI if you're printing out a Picasso. <laughs> Because you don't want that shit uh, up the res is what I'm saying. Because you don't want that shit to come out muted. That, that's another reason why you should print out Guernica because it's black and white. So you're not, you're not going to get dull color. Guernica's, It'd be funny if, if, if Picasso went, if we, people were called him Pablo. Guys, Consequence of Sound Download gave Head in the Heart three and a half stars. Is that good or no? Out of five. That's pretty good. Get into some Pablo. They're a good music blog. Some, what's Banksy? Banksy. Banksy. Banksy NY is his Barry Instagram. McGee. You think he's a poser, I can tell. No, no, no. I think he's... You know what I think Banksy is great at? He's like the best one-liner artist I've ever seen. Is he like the guy who did the like Obama gr- stuff? What's his name? No, that's Shepard Fairey. That's Shepard Fairey. Is he like him, kind of? No, I, I think Banksy. I think same genre. I think Banksy's better. Banksy's funny. What do you funnier. call that genre? It's just street art. Street art. Yeah. Street art. Shepard Fairey oh, went I corporate, man. Shepard oh, Fairey. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Because he just did the Obama thing. Anyway. Well, he did the Obama. He does line. make a living redesigning corporate logos. Yeah. He makes more money from that than anything else. You know did, what we're gonna do? We're gonna have Banksy on next week. Let's sort all this uh, out. Guys, you did have Banksy on. Guess who I am? <laughs> so, Boy, Kevin's really feeling competitive. <gasps> this podcast was No, explode. I really like Banksy a lot. I went to his first show in Echo Park before you two jerks knew about him. Whatever. 
I helped put that show on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, Natasha. Funny. Yes. Thank you for being our guest. Yeah, honestly, thank you. We know you're busy. Um, actually, have great. you and have as, stuff to do as our exit? Why don't you plug your show? Yeah. Tubbin with Todd. Yes. People really like your show. It's well, that's because I'm interviewing people in a hot tub. No, but like some people are like that show's really they genuinely like it. Which doing stuff on the internet is really hard. Most things are fucking. I oh, it's love trash. It though. You, I mean, I just get to sit in the editing room and put up whatever I want. Like this week's episode has just got like. But that's what everyone Eric tries to do. Body on it. Yeah, everyone yeah. tries to do that, and it's routinely like funny-ish and boring. So and yours isn't. Oh. What happens nice on this show for the people that don't know? Um. Well, it is a talk show. It's kind of like real time with Bill Maher meets Baywatch. Okay. And Which the, we've been clamoring for for so long. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, we talk about current events and, you know, sex and different things. You Did know, you ever make your laugh time. into a ringtone like I said you should? No, I will, though. My God. You should do You're that. You should get a webmaster. The episodes like, are how are leaving money just on the table with that shit. You're almost burning it. Yeah, really. why do you hate You're money? You're setting money on hey fire guys. right now. Laugh anyone, your way to the lifestyle you want. If anyone knows how to help me. <laughs> if anyone knows how to help me. Get I have Chelsea Peretti's into. coffee cranking through my sis in my phone right now. I use it as an alarm. That's great. Yeah, I mean, These it's episodes, so good. Quit talking about yourself. Sorry. These episodes, how long are they? I don't know. Three to five minutes. Perfect. Done. So that's good. perfect. That's the that's the perfect amount of There's time. There's one out with Chelsea Handler. Yep. There you go. There's that's one the one out. someone told me about. They said it was really good. There's one out with uh, Eric Andre out Bobby. Today. And then there's one out with Reggie Watts. Mm-hmm. Where can we find these? In um, Chelsea Pretty. Huh? Where, Where can we find, find these episodes? Well, you can find those on uh, www.youtube. That stands for World Wide Web. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. YouTube mm-hmm. slash Natasha. Oh. Whoa, you secured Natasha. Yes. That's How pretty that great. still available? How I the mean, fuck did you do that? I don't know. The Jash, the, the network I did it for. Find a nerd at Jash that thinks you're so hot and make him do your ringtone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This is done in a day. Wait, this I, is I done by this evening. It? Yeah, it's like a buck. Co- Chelsea's thing cost me $1.29. Best buck 29 I've spent in years. <laughs> totally yeah, worth it. That no, done. I've been wanting to do that for a while. YouTube.com slash Natasha. Tubbin with Tosh. If you hear this and you're a nerd, get at her. Make her a ringtone. She deserves it. Oh, yeah. What's your Twitter? At Natasha Legero. Okay. Get at Natasha Legero and make her a ringtone, you nerd. Thanks for tuning in to Occasionally Awesome. See you again. Goodbye. <laughs>